0: Our reading this morning comes from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, and we are reading chapter 5 today before Terry brings God's word to us. So that's 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due to him, for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Since, then, we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade men. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all That those who live should no longer give for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come all this from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So now Terry will bring God's message to us this morning.
1: Good morning. Welcome to worship. I want to thank you for the very kind and thoughtful messages to Kate and I on our marriage. We've been so blessed by God's goodness to us and through your wonderful words that have lifted us at this momentous occasion in our union so thank you so much. Now would you turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and we're thinking about um, verses 14 following the ministry of reconciliation a house divided against itself cannot stand on the 16th of june 1858 abraham lincoln spoke those words to his republican colleagues in springfield illinois in the state house when lincoln's law partner William Herndon, questioned the use of such a strong statement. The future president said, the proposition is indisputably true, and I will deliver it as written. I want to use some universally known figure, expressed in simple language as universally known, that it may strike home to the minds of men and women, in order to rouse them to the peril of the times. Of course, Lincoln's statement is a paraphrase of Jesus' words recorded in Mark chapter 3 and verse 25. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Unity is pivotal to everything we value, peace, love, respect, and purpose. And like Lincoln's colleagues, we need to be reminded of what crucial uh, purpose it has to awaken us to the peril of these times. 2020 has been an extraordinary year of shock In so many ways with coronavirus and we live in a time that is perilous where unity within a family, unity within the family of the church, the unity of tribes and people and the planet is crucial. So the first thing I want us to think about uh, this morning is Be reconciled to God. We long for unity because our Creator placed the desire for it in our hearts. When sin entered the world, disunity followed. Conflict between Adam and Eve pursued, which led to conflict between Cain and his brother Abel, which spiraled into a vortex of disharmony, and that has plagued humanity ever since. The capacity to disagree, to argue for violence is extraordinary. But Jesus entered our world over 2,000 years ago to end that conflict, to end that enmity, to restore unity between God and sinners. 2 Corinthians 5 is a letter that Paul used the term reconciliation, which means to bring back to a former state of harmony, to be reconciled. And it's so important. Sinful people have been separated from their holy God since Adam and Eve tasted the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But Jesus' death and resurrection has made reconciliation possible. In fact, the word that is used under the doctrine of salvation is atonement and you can break that word down into at one meant atonement God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners still at enmity with God Christ died for us for if while we were God's enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of Of his son how much more being reconciled says Paul shall we be saved through his life in Romans 5 and verse 8 and 10 in other words Jesus satisfied God's requirements for reconciliation cosmic reconciliation not just between human beings but between the whole planetary system There is a promise in Jesus of a new heaven and a new earth. There will be a renewal of all created things in Christ Jesus. But we must receive as humanity the terms of reconciliation. And what are they? In Romans 10 verse 9, Paul says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Friends, can you declare that Jesus is Lord this morning? Do you believe in your heart and with your mind that God has raised Christ from the dead and that we are saved and we will be saved? Are we reconciled to God, friends? Be reconciled to God, firstly. Secondly, the ministry of reconciliation. Through Christ, God has defeated the reign of sin. Thus, humanity no longer has to be enslaved to sin's power. Rather, as Paul says in Romans 5:10, while we were still sinners, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. We are a recipient of of God's act of reconciliation. And, And boy, do I need it in my life. And the truth is, you need it in your life too. Paul is committed to being an ambassador of a new era, a new age of Jesus Christ. So God's righteousness is on the loose. God's kingdom has dawned. There are glimpses of God's new creation, even in the struggling church of Corinth. God's power to rectify simply cannot be contained. Humanity can't limit it. For a world held captive to all manifestations of sin's power, to fear, to anxiety, social injustice, starvation, war and exploitation, God's righteousness bursts forth. Often the world looks at Christians and the church and think that we're cuckoo, we're out of our mind. Here are just some of the things that the world just doesn't get. Why would someone bless an enemy? Why would you give money to other people in need when you need it? Why would someone cry tears of great compassion as they pray for others, sometimes who are thousands of miles away and we know not? This is the heart of compassion, the new heart and mind that God puts in us in Jesus. Why would someone raise their hands to praise God when they're facing great adversity? Why would someone give a tithe 10% of their income back to God? Is it some sort of God tax? Why would someone suffer to serve others? Why would someone give up her possessions in following Christ? Why would someone give up their career for their spirituality and faith? Why would someone say no to certain acts and pleasures? Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. You are an ambassador of the heavenly Lord Jesus Christ. I am an ambassador of Christ. It's as though God is making his appeal through us to the world. God has commissioned each of us to share with others the love and the peace of his kingdom. Through word and action, we need to be those who demonstrate the agape, the self-giving love of God. Ambassador means a representative, a person who brings the message of the one who's sending them. So when we think of uh, uh, of, of agencies, the British um, ambassador in foreign nations, they are representing uh, the Queen and the United Kingdom state uh, on that foreign territory. They will protect with dignity the one who is representing. Other ambassadors in the United Kingdom uh, are sanction free. And this is very similar, that in diplomats who represent their country, so we represent the Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, risen and ascended from the dead, that we are living samples of God. Paul told the Corinthians, you must open your hearts, not this much, but this much. We need to be broad and open because God's love is compelling love to flow through us to others. That's why the ministries of service are vital in our church. That's why the church mustn't be a circle facing inward, but must be a circle facing outward and serving others. Because the human tendency, the fleshly heart, is very ego-centered. What about me? Whereas God calls us to look beyond ourselves. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. We are a new creation, a new beginning. And in fact, every day in Jesus Christ, every day, we... We clothe ourselves with Christ. We put on the armor of God. We're reconciled to God through Christ, who's given us this ministry of reconciliation, of being ambassadors of God, as though God were reconciling the world through us, not counting their trespasses against them, but entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. Friends, this is, this is a grand scheme. And so we need to f- understand accurately what has gone wrong among people, what has gone wrong in our relationship toward God and creation since the beginning of time. Friends, what the world needs to learn is that we need someone beyond ourselves to rescue us. And his name is Jesus, God's only Son, the second person of the Trinity. If we do not truly understand the ills of the world, then we cannot bring genuine reconciliation any more than an ambassador of a foreign nation to one country. So we need to understand the context of the world we're in. We need someone to rescue us. The Bible calls this a saviour. Then we must love other people and work to the benefit of them, not for applause, not for gratitude, but for the love of Christ that compels us. In 2 Corinthians 5.16, we regard no one from a human point of view, Paul tells us that that means that we need to see people in a a fresh way. And this is true that often, often uh, the most violent criminals have been violated themselves. And therefore we need to look with the eyes of mercy. That doesn't do away with justice, but we need to look through the eyes of mercy if we condemn the people in our offices and workplaces if we withdraw into a holy huddle and we regard people from a human point of view we're contradicting God's call through Paul that we regard no one from a human humanly point of view so the challenge friends for us this week is to become agents of Christ's reconciliation. And then we need to be seeds of God's creation, that we need to be in constant relationship, the vertical relationship with God and me, God and you. And then that spills out into the horizontal. So we need to fulfill our service with that communion with Christ that power to reconcile people, that power for, to reconcile organizations, tribes. You know, in the, there's two movies that I've really enjoyed. There's the Truman Show, and then there's a, the trilogy called The Matrix, for some of you who are, um, remember it from 20 years ago. And the main characters in both those movies face a crisis of learning. That the world they thought that was real, Truman thought what the world was real around him, but he was actually on a film set. He grew up on a film set. And Neo in Matrix thought he was in um, a false world, a real world, but suddenly he began to see a whole digital world around him. And they were shocked that the world and lifestyle that were created for them was a fabrication, was a lie. It wasn't real. But they then begin, Truman opens the door of the film set and then sees a bigger vista of the real world, not the camera world he was in. And that's true for the Matrix, the Neo. And the revelation of Jesus to the Apostle Paul produced a real crisis for him. It was like a door opening to a vista to the kingdom of God. Seeing the resurrected Lord had changed how Paul sees the world around him. Paul is now aware that God has invaded the world from above. The old passing away, the world that Paul knew, is not there anymore. The new has dawned. God is in the business, friends, of rectifying, renewing, transforming the creation. And that includes humanity. The cross is that symbol for us of reconciliation. So, friends, as we sum up this theme of 2 Corinthians 5, Be reconciled to God, we are a new creation. Friends, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your centre, as your saviour, as your king, today, bow the knee, offer your life afresh, make him Lord one more time, afresh today. And then friends, we need to practise the ministry of reconciliation as you go out to uh, your workplaces, your neighbourhoods, your communities, Wherever you are, you are an ambassador, you're an agent of the kingdom of God and you've got a choice to bring love and mercy to God. We're not perfect people, we're very broken people and that's the wonder of the good news of Jesus. He chooses flawed people just like me and you. I love in Japan... There's kintsugi. Kintsugi is an act where they take that which is broken. I remember coming across this story that that was um, where this man came into this china shop with a hammer and he started smashing all the china teacups and ornaments around him and and all the other customers were just standing there looking at him in in shock. Anyway, the police apprehended him and then quietly a man came into the shop and was carefully um, gluing, putting the china back together again. He had no audience like the violent criminal did. People weren't interested as he put these things together. Kintsugi um, is a Japanese art of putting broken pottery pieces back together. And here's the thing, the broken bits are put back together with gold. And they're built on the idea of embracing the flaws and their imperfections. And what happens is these beautiful bowls are made even more beautiful where you see the lines where they've been cracked and broken stitched together, put together. They're even stronger. They're even more beautiful pieces of art. Kintsugi reveals to us how to heal and shows us that we are better with our golden cracks in our lives. And this is what Jesus does for us. He heals us and restores us with the gold of his love. Friends, go be ambassadors of Christ this week. We're going to pray together, so let's bow our heads and talk with God. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've reached out through eternity and you've shown your love to us. You've revealed Jesus to us. Thank you for the privilege for those who've grown up in church to know Jesus or for some others like me who came to faith in his late teens. Lord, thank you that your desire is to reveal your love to us. Thank you that you don't just take us as we are, you accept us as we are, but your Holy Spirit works and weaves your grace and your goodness in our lives. Father, for those who are hurting this day, who hear this message. Holy Spirit, bring the gold of your love. Sew up their broken hearts. Mend their hurting minds. Lord, heal their suffering spirits. Lord, bring the power of the gold of your love. And Lord, help us to go out, even as we hurt even as we are less than and be filled with your love and reach out to serve others this coming week. So we commit ourselves to you in the name of Christ and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.